Welcome back, everyone. Um, man, crazy semester due to COVID. I was very busy with school, taking school serious. Um, but I'm back. This week is a, just a Premier League little catch-up um, talk with my good friend who's been on the podcast before. He's left-footed, big Liverpool fan. He kind of played like Andy Robertson in his day. It is a Seltzer brother. It is a Keller brother. It is Michael Keller. That's quite the intro, Quiff. Thanks for having me on the show. Glad to be back. Excited to get into some uh, Premier League talk. Yeah, we're back. Um, I don't even realize, I don't even know the last time I had a podcast over Premier League. It's been weeks, uh, maybe even a little over a month. Um, but like I said, just school got the best of me with uh, Luke and Ian, especially. I uh, just couldn't really get into it. But I mean, we're heading into match week three. Actually, right now as we're talking, Chelsea and Wolves are kicking off. So Let's get straight into it. All right, the top five of the the league right now is Spurs, Leicester, Spurs, Liverpool, Leicester, Southampton, and Chelsea. Michael, how do you feel about that right now? I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that at least Southampton and maybe even Leicester would be top five come match week thirteen, I think I'd say you're probably crazy. Given Man U, Man City, and are are outside of that top five. But with that being said, I think. Lester, credit to them, and, and Rodgers have done really well. Um, same with Southampton. They came out of nowhere after finishing, like, second half the table last year. So Danny Ings is unreal. They Even even when he was hurt, they were still getting some results. So um, I think pretty interesting to see Spurs at the top. Um, Payne and Son are probably the best duo in the world right now. So I, it'll be I interesting agree. to see if that, that continues. Yeah, it's uh, really funny because me and my roommates, I don't know if you did, we watched the Spurs documentary on Amazon Prime. Again, highly suggest watching that if you're a big soccer fan. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing Jose get into that team and kind of pick it apart good and bad ways. And then everyone says, you know, Jose's second year with the club is his best year. I mean, I, he was yeah. at United, and I don't think that's very valid. Uh, but <laughs> this year they're flying, and um, it's crazy that they're – well, I mean, Spurs and Liverpool are tied, right? But the goal difference, I think, is a little bit different. And then Liverpool, you're a huge Liverpool fan. The injuries are insane. Yet you guys are still picking up three points every yeah, single time you guys go out. It's it's very interesting. I think right now Spurs are a little more consistent probably than Liverpool do. But um, it's still super early in the season. We still have this intense festive fixture period with a bunch of these midweek games so i think anything can happen especially i would keep an eye on chelsea because i think they're probably one of the more deeper squads in the epl right now even though they haven't gotten some great results as of late but yeah i think it's anyone's this year especially it's anyone's game so yeah i think these next whatever what is it two weeks there's 40 game 40 plus games and most of them are coming in the premier league i think whoever gets the most points in the top, like, almost the top 10 in the table is going to separate themselves, I think. Absolutely. And yeah. especially especially tomorrow is a huge game. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, but let's get into some of the, the questions I got here. So what is your shock of the year so far? It could be good. It could be bad. Uh, I have two bad ones. One, obviously, is Arsenal. Uh, there's, they're fighting off relegation right now. Uh, fun fact, Aubameyang has scored more own goals at the Emirates this year than 
goals for Arsenal, which is incredible. Oh, I have another uh, stat. I have another stat to add on to that about Arsenal. <laughs> Willian in the Premier League this season has almost 800 minutes played in one shot on target. That's unreal. That's unbelievable. I think it's yeah. They they've just been a mess at the beginning of the season. I I thought they'd be a maybe at least a top six side, but I think they're in 14th right now, and 15th. they're not far off relegation. So um, besides them, uh, who is it? Sheffield. They have what do they have? One point. Yeah. They were they were they were in contention for Europa League at points last year, and and now they're just struggling to even score goals. And get results. So, Chris Wilder, I know, is a pretty solid coach, but Sheffield is absolute dog shit. So, yeah, I, I agree. That was kind of surprising after last year. They are super bad. I think my shock this year is, I mean, you talked about it, Southampton. Uh, just they look dangerous in attack. Really good defense. They get shutouts. Uh, this year in the Premier League, it's kind of been a thing. No one really gets shutouts, but they pretty sure they're leading the league in shutouts right now, which is impressive. Are they? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the best free cake takers, arguably, in the world right now, James Ward-Prowse. Unreal. Uh, and they're clinical at, at finishing, and they play really well, and they don't take any – each game, I feel like they go in and they, they know that they have to pick up three points, which you would think that would be the mindset for a lot of these big clubs. But they're a club in the top – I think the top five right now that aren't in Europe, so they're just wor- worrying strictly about um, the Premier League, which – I think it's paying off a bit for them. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Got yeah. a lot of a lot of time to rest compared to some of the other teams. Yeah, absolutely. Another guy, uh, a shock, Shea Adams. I mean, he took on Ings' spot when he was injured, and he's been bagging goals, and now him and Ings are up top together. So it'll be interesting to see what they pull out um, in these festive fixtures we're headed into. Um, so who's your player of the year so far? Oh, man. I think there's obviously a few um, that it can be. A lot of guys at the top for Golden Boot. As of right now, I think it's it's got to be Bruno Fernandez. I'm sure you're a big fan of that. But unless Man U finish in the top four, I don't think he'll win Player of the Year. But he has such a big impact on your guys' squad. And I think the stat might be wrong. I think he has the most... Uh, Premier League Player of the Month awards in the last two years, even though he's only been in the league for like eight or nine months, which I think is unreal. Um, so I think he has a huge impact on the Man U squad. Other than that, I think Son and Kane are obviously front runners. I think one of them will probably end up getting hurt. Kane always gets hurt like sometime late winter. Um, but those are the other two I'd keep my eye on if I had to bet some money. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge United fan. I think we could put Bruno and De Gea in goal, and we'd be better just with those two on the field than anyone else <laughs> right now. Um, and that's saying something. I also agree Kane and Son are by far standout players right now. I agree, though. Uh, Harry Kane, he crumbles under pressure. So Spurs might be riding high, and then all of a sudden um, he's feeling a hamstring and is out for six months. So yeah. It's interesting how that goes. I'm sure, Matt, if you're listening, you're going to be rolling your eyes right now, but it's how it is. I just, it's a hamstring all the time. Oh, we're, Jose wants me to play back to back games. Oh, my hamstring's feeling it. Well, I mean, fortunately for them, they've been able to stay at the top, but it takes a lot to go 
nearly perfect during a whole Premier League season. And I don't know if I don't know if Tottenham have the the endurance to do it, but we'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll be proven wrong. It'll be interesting. Yeah, my pick for Play of the Year, I think uh, Bruno is just so. I mean, absolutely insane. I think. Yeah, I agree. If United finish top four, he'll get it. If not, they I don't think they can really toss it to him. But his stats are insane. Um, it everything is just crazy. But another quick player I'll mention: if De Bruyne puts up some good stats, he's always in in the conversation if he stays healthy. So yeah, De Bruyne. I think he he's, he's consistently a top player. Just whether or not he gets some assists. Yeah, it's all about stuff in the stat sheet. Um, yep. All right, so we talked about it a bit. Arsenal is struggling immensely. What do you think they should do? I mean, do they fire? Do they sack? Um, what do they do? I think I'm, I'm, I might be in the minority here. I think you actually keep Arteta. I think you probably learned a lot under Pep. I just think the – I don't know about this, like, three-slash-five-back formation they're playing. I think just bring it back to a simple four-back system. Maybe get some other center backs in the in the transfer window. Um, give some young guys a shot. I don't even know. They're so bad. It's unreal. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 there's, there's just not much. Yeah, I troll Arsenal fans just because in my team at USI, we have some Arsenal fans, and I think they're the most annoying fans in all of soccer because they win one really? game. They win one game. They think Pepe and uh, Aubameyang are the best players to ever be like on the face of this earth. Um, not true. We've given you the stats about Willian and Aubameyang. <laughs> it's absolutely sh- baffling to me. Um, yeah, I don't know what they should do. I don't really care about the club whatsoever. I think their heyday is way over. I think they've been on a rebuild for too long. Look, I'm a United fan. We've been on a rebuild for a while, but we're still not great, but we're way better than Arsenal. I'd, yeah, I'd say a few years ahead. If if Arsenal did decide to let Arteta go, who do you think's top candidate to come in? It's got to be Pochettino, but he's also been linked to every club in the world that <laughs> is looking for a new manager. So, you know, yeah. it's one of those things I just have no clue. Yeah. I would say if, if Zidane's on his way out at Madrid, give him a shot. But I don't, I don't really know if he's leaving anytime soon. So Yeah, it's interesting. It's always Zidane. I feel like each week you hear like, oh, they're, they're losing a game and then he wins a big game. And then like Madrid's owner comes out and says that he loves Zidane. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Um, all right, moving on. Will Spurs keep up this pace of winning games and picking up more points week in and week out? I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I think I think tomorrow, so this is coming out on a Tuesday. Wednesday is Liverpool versus Spurs at Anfield. Um, I got Liverpool winning it and I got this separating them. Um, Liverpool don't really lose at home, as we all know, and Spurs um, that guy, Harry Kane, crumbles under pressure, like I said. So I don't think he's going to show up tomorrow. That's my, that's my opinion. Yeah. I don't, Kane doesn't really show up against Liverpool too much. I probably jinx that now. But Liverpool are unbeaten in 65 games at home, which is an unreal stat. Absolute fortress at Anfield. Um, I think tomorrow's game, I don't, say, I don't think it's a decider, but I think it definitely will alter momentum for the rest of the season. Um I can definitely see it being a draw, given how Mourinho plays, um, especially away from home. Um, I think I think there's no shot or, or Tottenham don't finish top four. I don't think this is their year to win it, but if 
there was any year for Tottenham to be in it, this is probably their best shot. So just with COVID and everything going on with the fixtures. So very interesting. I think this is one of the few times in the last, I don't even know when the title came down to last time the title came down to the last day. Oh um, um, yeah. I think it very, was uh, very likely that it'll happen. Yeah. City think, United. What'd you say? It was city United the last time. Yeah. I think it was 2013. I think we had a game that day. It was on mother's day. And after the game, I think my dad told me that United lost and City won, and then they won the league. Yeah, that's a, t- that's a tough one for you guys. You haven't been back since. Yeah, also, a uh, quick shout to um, the swell at Carmel United's old... Uh, <laughs> what, what was that field called? What was that complex called? Shelburne. Shelburne, just yeah. The wor- just the worst trading system known to man. Yeah, we played in a legit swell. Um, I think, I don't know what the stats were. I'm sure Mike Keller has it, but Michael mm-hmm. and I's team growing up um, went unbeaten for like a thousand games. So, at least. Yeah, but all right, on to the Premier League stuff. So, all right, this is a big talking point for me. Uh, man, you is struggling um, immensely. Um, does Ollie Gunner leave? Do we sack him? What do we do? Um, here's how I see it. We shit the bed in Champions League. So that's over with. Now we can, do we worry about Europa or do we just switch our focus to strictly Premier League? I say we just go to Premier League and focus on that. Um, there's such a big gap between we're in what, what place right now? Seventh? Something like that. Yeah. Eighth. Yeah. So, I mean, that gap between eighth and top four is not that big. So I think over this next, the festive fixtures in the next two weeks, I think if we pump out wins, I think Ollie's going to stay and just keep focusing on him. I know our upper management absolutely love him. Um, very interesting. I know a lot of people on Twitter that I follow for United want him out badly. I think we keep him and until the end of the season, just see what happens and then go ahead and sack him. Um, that's my opinion. Michael, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, well, the other thing to mention is you guys still have a game in hand. So if you if you win your next game, you're top six. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. You guys, aren't, you guys are doing better in the EPL than you are, obviously, in Champions League. But I think you guys probably had one of, if not the toughest group um, in the Champions League. So Yeah, I agree. I mean, but... it's just, it's, anything can happen. If you guys go like two or three results with, with losses, I think – OGS could be out, but I agree. I think you at least give him till the end of the season because it seems like uh, people upstairs really like him. But well, that's another another one Pochettino's been linked with for it seems like two years. Yeah, literally. On him. literally. Um, I, but I think you guys will finish finish top six easily. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that'd be that'd be great to see. I, I'm. It just scares me because our next two games Thursday we play Sheffield, Saturday we play Leeds. Who I'll get into leads later, but they those are two games that like United never do well. Huge trap games. Yeah, never they never do well with trap games, and that's two back to back, Thursday and Saturday. That's tough. Not yeah. a lot of time to recover. No, it'll be interesting. Um, all right, Liverpool, your team injuries are absolutely insane. You got guys coming back. You got guys that are getting injured more. You got guys that are on their way to recovering. Um. But you guys are still doing well. Do you guys bring in anyone this transfer window due to injuries? 
I think uh, <clears throat> there were some reports coming out today that were shifting our, our transfer policy for January because I guess we originally weren't going to buy anyone. I think I think we buy one person, and it's a solid center back. If we could get uh, Upa Meccano or whatever his name is from Leipzig, I think that'd be absolutely massive. Um, I don't know if we get him over, over the January window, but I think by the time January comes, we'll have some players back. We'll get Tiago back, hopefully, who we've been desperately missing. Um, I think Mat- Matip will hopefully be back by then. Um, so I, th- I don't think we need to panic yet, especially since we're doing well. But if, if a few more guys get injured, I think we're going to have to start fielding some academy players, which is not ideal. Um, but I think it's also a testament I think it's hard to play Klopp style with this kind of with these kind of fixtures. Um, it's obvious that I mean a lot of other teams don't have this kind of injury problem, and I think that's kind of a testament to how Klopp Klopp plays his guys, kind of just running them like crazy. So yeah, how do you feel about interesting? Yeah, how do, speaking of injuries, Klopp. If you guys watch the Premier League after every game, the same damn reporters like asking him, <laughs> "How do you feel about injuries? Like, do you think UEFA should?" Um, like change up the structure of Champions League and Europa League games, and then having to play on the weekend, and you're you're playing early games, this, that, and the other every week, and he's ripping into them. But yet, it's pretty controversial. He, you guys won. You guys were already through last week in Champions League. You guys play Jota. He gets he picks up an injury. He's out for what? Two months. Um, yeah, he's out for a while. How do you feel about that coming from Klopp? Uh, it was his decision. I, it, absolutely. I when, I when I was watching that game, I was like, why the hell are we starting Jota? And I think Saul started that game. Or my one of our other guys started. Um, made absolutely no sense. There's no benefit to do that. Because we not only have we gotten through to the round of 16, but we had already won the group. So th- throw in like one of our academy players. I think an issue, though, was at the beginning of the year, you have to list like 25 players for your Champions League squad. And I think a lot of those guys have already been hurt. So I don't think he had a ton of options, but uh, no, that was absolutely just a boneheaded error by Klopp. Really yeah. bad move. And Jota was like one year, for however many games he was in, like he had like, what, nine goals in all comps or something? Like Yeah, nine and 14, I think. Which yeah. for, a, for a new transfer, I feel like is <clears throat> kind of unheard of, but... Yeah, he's... I don't know. That's crazy. I think... I don't know who you guys should bring in. I definitely think a center back would be ideal for you guys. But, like, if you guys get guys back again that are injured, your 20-man list that was injured at one point, I think you guys will be okay. Yeah. I mean, the Ox is back. Um, After, like... I feel like I haven't seen him play in, like, five years. He's always, like, two yeah. weeks out of being healthy. He's finally in the team well, again. And then Navi Keita came back after an injury and then got injured again. He That man is, like, made of glass. It's unreal. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, I mean, Pulisic is a guy who, can he stay healthy in the Premier League? Very interesting. Um, he's playing right now. And then... He's been, he's been one of their most dangerous players when he's fully fit and healthy. But that's a, that's a huge question mark with him. Yeah, it is. Um... All right, I'm going to talk about Leeds, my new second favorite team in the Premier League, Leeds United. Um, another great documentary that's on um, Amazon Prime is Leeds United. It was about their their season two years ago, 
they are in the championship in England, so the division underneath the Premier League, trying to get promoted. They made it all the way until the last weekend. Um, essentially, there's a play-in uh, tournament for the top four teams, or the top six teams, so two get promoted right away, and then another one gets promoted if they win this tournament that's held at Wembley. Um, they made it to the last weekend and lost to Austin Villa with Jack Grealish's team. So really good, like almost a heartfelt story. But they're back yeah. in the Premier League. I think they're this year. They're like for me the most fun team to watch, even though they haven't been picking up points lately. I think how they play and how Marcelo, their manager, loves to just attack, attack, attack. He'll put one guy back and put nine guys up top. Like it's just really exciting football to watch. Um, I hope they finish in the top ten. I really do. I think yeah, I think they can. Yeah, Bielsa's such a you know renowned coach. I think, I think he's up for like coach of the year for some awards. Um, but yeah, I think I watched a few episodes of the documentary. I haven't finished it, but um, his his football philosophy is is really interesting. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting they haven't really picked up results because when I watched their game against West Ham, I thought they were definitely the better team, but um, they just couldn't get it done in the end. But they're they're definitely one of the most exciting teams to watch in the EPL this year. So I agree. I, I think they definitely can finish top 10. Yeah, I think they, uh, it's fun to watch them play because they literally just attack the whole time. And like overall, I think they might be like the fastest team in the Premier League. Like their, oh, yeah. their midfield up is insanely fast. Uh, yeah, I hope they do well. But let's talk about the league leaders right now. We got Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who I have on my fantasy team. Somehow he has 11 goals, but he hasn't scored in like six weeks. So, yeah, don't know what's going on there. We got uh, Harry Candy Kane with 10 assists. Liverpool with the most goals at 27. And then, this is a weird stat, but Chelsea has the most completed passes. Interesting. Yeah, I think the golden, golden boot race is definitely up for grabs. Um, there's a lot of guys up there. DCL, I think, will probably end up with like... 15 or 16 goals. I don't think his goal scoring form will last. Um, but it's it's pretty interesting. Salah has more goals this year uh, through the same number of games um, as when he did back in his record-breaking year, which I think is an interesting stat considering he scored 32. So um, I, I would still keep an eye out on him because he somehow just scores goals. Granted, I think half of them have been penalties probably. Hey, but, it doesn't matter. I'm a United fan, and that was how most of our goals were last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Golden Boot, I don't remember who I said when we did a projection uh, podcast over the Premier League, but I still got Salah. I don't think he catches form in the most, the strangest. I said Vardy, actually. I said Vardy's going to repeat. Really? Yeah, Vardy's always What's a dark horse. Right uh, Vardy's at 10. Um, oh, yeah. So Calvert-Lewin's 11, and then Salah, Son, and Vardy all have 10. Yeah, it's so close. Yeah, I think... Vardy always gets going at weird times, but Salah is just so consistent. Yeah. He's due for probably at least five more penalties and then some other scrappy goals. Yeah. I mean, give me a hat-trick tomorrow for my fantasy team, Mo, and that'd be... That'd be unreal. It'd be incredible. Um, Another talking point, Kane. I mean, racking up the assist this year. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if... Jose's had, you know, a part in that. If he's trying to 
kind of switching the way he's playing, but I haven't watched a ton of Spurs games this year. I think the ones I have watched, they drew nil-nil in both of them. Um, but he he kind of drops in a little deeper this year, it seems like, and is able to feed mostly Son. Um, they seem to have like a trillion goals combined between the two of them and assists this year. Yeah, um, Kane has 10 assists, and the next person in second is... De Bruyne with six. So, I mean, that's a huge it's gap. It's not even close. It's a huge yeah. gap. It's not like he's not scoring either. He's bagging goals too. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think whatever Jose has done to him, I think you're right. He does play a little bit more um, farther back on the field, but still gets up in the attack. But literally, if he gets it, he's releasing Sonny, and Sonny is off, and it's yeah guaranteed a goal. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, all right, transfer talk. I am not too big into transfer talk. I don't. I don't really keep up with like who, who needs to get transferred in, who needs to get transferred out. But United. I mean, I think the biggest talking point in the Premier League right now is, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Paul Pogba is, his agent is absolutely shocking on what he says before games. So last week, if you guys aren't up to date, basically before the City game, Pogba's managers or yeah, Pogba's. Agent said that he is going to be out. It's done. He's, he's done with United in January. He's out. And then Pogba gets the start, plays full 90 after he posts on Instagram. Oh, I love it here. Like, all this blah, blah, blah. The media is not is fake. Like, my heart is with United. I'm fully in. And then literally moments after that on Twitter, reports saying that Pog Pogba called his agent after the draw against City. And Pogba wants out ASAP. So... For me, it's, it's very gonna, interesting. It's very interesting. I'm a yeah. huge Paul Pogba fan. Excuse me, my dog is going absolutely nuts right now. Gunner, chill. Gunner. If you guys didn't, if you guys didn't know, I just moved to. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, I just moved to San Antonio. Because my dad got a new job, so we're in an apartment right now. So it's, it's a bit tight living situation. Um, Mail, mailman looks like he's there. Yeah, literally. Mailman is here. Um, but, all right, that's really funny. Nice little intermission. But back to what I was saying. Maybe not. I don't know. Gunner's going absolutely nuts. The whole Pogba, ever since he got to United, it's just been... I feel like since like a year after he got there, he's it's he's been like rumored to go I like back to Juve, like Barcelona maybe for a bit, like literally everywhere, and yet nothing's happened. So, do you think there's any chance he he leaves in in January, Quiv? Um, yeah. So what I was gonna say before, my dog had an absolute shit show, and he's still having one. Um, no, I agree with what you said. I think. Um, see, here's my perspective. Pogba is like one of my favorite players. Um, I love watching him play when he's on, when he's like on point, he's unbelievable. I just don't understand the gap between when he plays for France and then when he plays for United is so different. Um, I don't understand why he's not happy. We reached Champions League. He said last year he wants to play in the Champions League. We reached it. We got in. He's still not doing anything. And then this whole year, COVID is definitely a complete mess. Um, reports are that he is, like, everyone's favorite in the locker room. So, really weird why he wants out of that. Um, I think he, one, needs to tell his uh, agent to shut, like, shut up. 
because these reports coming out are, are ridiculous and it looks really bad at United right now. And I don't think it really is. Um, yeah, I think he's gone in January. I think really, I think we're going to sell him for below market. I think like around 30 million I've seen. And I think he goes to Madrid, Barcelona, Juve, or um, someone like that. I don't know. I think he wants out of England. A, uh, yeah. What about a swap for uh, Dybala? I saw that, but then I saw yesterday that Dybala got offered a new contract at Juve. Did he? I feel like he never plays for them. Yeah, he doesn't. And I've seen, like, oddly, he's been, like, captaining them in some games. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I only know uh, that. You're right, dude. He, he, Pogba's money for France. And then when he comes back from international duty, he's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, another very weird thing is, like, even my dad, shout out to Rabo, he notices it as well. Pogba is so slow on the ball for United. Yeah. Like, he looks like Michael Keller when Michael Keller was going through, like, knees and ankle injuries playing for Carly United. Or, or just, just leave out the last part. Probably just looks like Michael Keller. <laughs> but the knees, the the ankle and knees just made it a little worse and more noticeable. Yeah, but like, dude, I don't even want to keep talking about Pogba, but it, it's shocking. I yeah. As sad as it is, got, I, I have a poster in my room of him, and I I I want him out of United. I just think it's too much of a headache. It's been going on for multiple years now. Like it's it's just done. Do you do you guys bring anyone in the transfer window in January? Um, I don't think so. I mean, if we're talking about United, we got Donny Van de Beek sitting on the bench, not doing anything. Yeah. He hasn't really done too much for you guys yet. No. I mean, my dog is still I mean, having, a, having an absolute fit. I mean, you need to feed him. <laughs> oh, my God. This is hilarious. Um, dude. God. <laughs> this is incredible. Um, all right. So what are your predictions? We did it earlier this, we did it almost in the summer. Um, yeah. Who's the top four going to finish for you? Jeez. Um, uh, oh man, this is tough. This is contingent. If, if Liverpool sign a center back in January, I actually do think we'll win again. Um, so I, I guess I'll, I'll go us at one. I will go Spurs at two. Um, I think City are going to find their form. I feel like they always do. So I'll go them at three. And at four, I think it's got to be Chelsea. Okay. I, so, yeah, I think I, – I, I'm not too confident about Leicester staying top four, kind of similar to last year. Yeah, they do – They I, do. Uh... They always kind of choke and end up in Europa League, which is sad. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I got Liverpool, Spurs. Um, I agree with City, and then yeah, Chelsea. Un- unless someone out of nowhere makes a strong push, still. I mean, it's so open. I mean, the, it's so tight between, like you said, thir- thirteen. Whoever's in thirteenth right now is only six points out of top five right now just crazy yeah it's insane i think it's very interesting southampton is very interesting i don't see them finishing like they're at right now but i mean who knows yeah another talking point is like this covid thing um if you guys have been watching the premier league some 
some places in England are, are in tier three, whatever England's in, they can allow like 1,500 or 2,000 fans. That still makes a difference, but a lot of these small clubs that uh, go to these big clubs and play and are picking up points, it's due, it's almost due to not having fans in the stands. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's part of the reason why. And even when some of the results it, last year in the EPL, but like after COVID, like during the summer, some of those results were crazy too. So the fans definitely have a huge impact on the game. So with the vaccine coming out, it'll be interesting to, interesting to see how quickly they can get more fans back to the game with cases hopefully going down. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Will fans get back in this year fully? I highly doubt it. Um, yeah. That's an interesting point. Like I brought up, the fans not being in the stands is, is huge. Um, huge factor. Yeah, massive. But yeah, a little, little life update for me. Um, I My parents recently moved to San Antonio, so we're in Texas right now. Um, kind of figuring out this new city. It's pretty cool. Um, very warm in the winter, so that's a big difference moving from Indy. Um, yeah, that's why my dog is having an absolute shit show today, because someone knocked on the door, I think it was maintenance maybe, and um, yeah, so he, he was crazy. Michael, anything new? Um, we are still sponsored by Saturday.Seltzers. Michael, give give a brief insight on what has been going on with Saturday Seltzers. I mean, the video content has gone up by, I mean, an insane amount. Yeah, I mean, so we actually just introduced season two uh, a few weeks ago. If you want to go on our Instagram page, uh, we've got a lot of new content coming out, a lot of new seltzers. Um, we've done some some pretty cool, cool content ideas. We have a lot more coming out. Um, we got some no-namers, some ones that you guys have probably heard of. Um, so, yeah, we're just we're guys that are just trying to drink seltzer and, and give our reviews um, just to inform the public. Cause that's what the public wants ultimately. Yeah. Um, we're proud to be, we're proud to be sponsors for, uh, for top bands podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, I've been hinting it to Matt and Michael, but it's in the mail. Who knows when it's coming, but we, the Quibbies have sent the Keller boys a seltzer made here in San Antonio. It is, it is called, it is called Shiner Straight Shooter Variety Pack Seltzer. It's in the mail. Um, very interesting flavors, Michael. I mean, if you want me to, I can go over the flavors with you now, or we can you can wait until you do them yourself. Um, I think I think we'll wait for the for the viewers to see it, just yeah. to keep them on the edge of their seats. But I, I'm extremely excited. That that name in and of itself just sounds mouth watering. Yeah, Shiner Straight Shooter. Um, very interesting. I'm not going to give you my score until you guys post it. Um, but they have a beer too. It's really big here in Texas. Um, Shiner. Really? Yeah. It tastes like a like a. It tastes like a fraternity house. It's just like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like sticky sticky floors and like <laughs> uh like just in a really dark room with black lights. Yeah, it tastes like Mo Bamba playing in a dark room. <laughs> <laughs> with like five games of pong going on in the background. Yeah, but no, it's it's like a I'd consider it's kind of like a. Like a Miller Lite, the the Shiner beer. Um, That's fair. Yeah, but I'm excited to try it. Yeah, Seltzer's interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got. Unless you need to add anything. Um, I mean, this has just been a brief, brief update on the Premier League. I think it's really interesting. Um, again, these fixtures coming out, festive fixtures are insane. I mean, it's just amazing. You can be a couch potato for two weeks and watch forty games. 
Yeah, I think after the new year, we'll have a, a much better uh, indication of what the top four will look like because I think there's definitely going to be some shakeup here in the next few weeks. Yeah, like a lemonade shakeup. <laughs> and then, um, I think the next podcast we do, I think we should do it new year, and I think we, we have to get the curly Q on here. Yeah, he lo- he loves to talk forever. So if you're looking for an extra long extra long podcast, he's your guy. Yeah, and and Matt has still broken the record for most plays on his uh, his journey. So, I mean, the people love Not him. Real. The people love him. They wanna they wanna see him. Um, his mouth absolutely just take on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how Spurs are doing at that time, and then he'll probably be uh, depending on how they're performing. That'll dictate whether or not he comes on the show. Yeah, quick prediction for the match of the week next tomorrow. I got Liverpool winning 3-1 at home. Wow. I got Salah with two, and then very dark horse at scoring at all for you, let alone at Anfield. I got Bobby. I have a 1,000 teeth for Mino. <laughs> scoring a header. Uh, Bobby, I use Crest White Strips for Mino. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll go, I'll go 2-1 for me. I also am going to go Bobby to score early. He likes a goal a goal against uh, Tottenham. And then for Tottenham, I'm actually going to go Steven Bergvine. He's been kind of quiet this year. Uh, I think hopefully we'll do a good job shutting down Kane and Son. But, and then I'm saying a late one for Mane. Interesting. Yeah, I got, I got, I got Son scoring. I, I mean, one, I'm a bit biased because I have him on my prim, my prim fantasy, but uh, so I need him to score, but he's just on fire. I think he's like the most on fire player in the world at the moment. So he's yeah, he's top class. He yeah. just attacks defenders like it's his job. Yeah, he does. He's playing like vintage CR seven at United, which is yeah hard to realize, but he kind of is. But all right, guys, this is um the sixteenth episode of Top Ends Podcast. Um. Today we're with Michael and Gunner and myself. Gunner's my dog, so yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at this podcast thing, I would say, but I don't know how to edit anything. So you're gonna hear a lot of my dog in this episode. I think Gunner was just uh, upset about Arsenal's recent form. Oh no, <laughs> that's a good one. Now that is a good one. Wow, well done by Keller. Um, yeah, Keller, thanks for joining. Um, I'm sure I'll be on the sixth you later playing some fifa um absolutely thanks for having me on quiv yeah absolutely um like always we are sponsored by saturday.seltzers check them out on social media um just instagram just instagram (laughs) yeah if if you guys want to go look at their most recent post um var has to come in and at this ruling a whole lot of controversy yeah they i mean my view on it is still shaky um but please if you're listening go to saturday saturday.seltzers their most recent, watch it fully, comment down who you think is the winner of this matchup that was that was on. I mean So highly contested. Yeah, it is. I think FA is is uh doing a hearing about it. Yep. I think it's actually on Thursday. Yeah. So waiting the results. Yeah. But anyways, um thanks for listening guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Um let me know. Uh you can text me individually if you guys have any ideas of who you want me to talk to. Um still trying to reach out to someone. But, I mean, who knows? Who knows that's ever going to happen? But, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Go United. Um, Come on, you screaming eagles. Hopefully we have a season. 
Um, and yeah, here we go, you Screegs. Yeah, the Screegs, baby. That's just a little little shout there. Um, but yeah, again, thanks, guys. Um, hope everyone's hope everyone's staying safe and enjoying this festive time of the year.